You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason Shear. There's a 0% chance, Shelby. It's already done. We're having issues tonight. Uh, Just starting this podcast, we had 10 minutes of chaos. Um, Our dog, Cora, we're just going to open it up. Yeah. Well, first, this wonderful podcast we're about to have is sponsored by Homefield Apparel. Uh, If you didn't see it, the bomber jackets. Bomber. I didn't order yours yet, Shelby. I got to order yours. I thought you were going to get it. I know. I totally forgot. Uh, I'm literally going to order one for Shelby. So she has something warm when she gets arrested in the cold night of Palm Springs. Thanks, babe. Um, go to homefieldapparel.com, enter the code WildcatScoop23, all one word, all caps, 15% off your first order. Seriously, though, the bomber jackets, I know they're a little expensive, but you get some some money off, 15% off, um, and they're freaking awesome. They got the cactus and all of that. So Old school. Love it. Anyway, we have a dog named Cora. <laughs> Cora, as we have talked about. Cora... Weighs six pounds soaking wet. Uh, Cora loves me, will give me kisses, go near me, but she will never let me pick her up. And at night, uh, she turns into a demon. She's very protective. I don't know why it is. She's protective of mommy. But all I did just now was stand up and she tried to bite me. She does this like fake lunging thing. And then I stood up to move the couch to get our podcast ready and she attacked me again. She didn't attack you. And You're such a comes, drama queen. And then she comes up to me four seconds later and licks my hand and pretends like We need to happened. preface this with that she's a rescue, and we think that she had some um, abuse issues with men in a previous home. So Jason's been working with her for a long time. And at night, if we get loud or rowdy or goofy, she just goes to, you know, protect mommy. That's her talking in the background, if you hear her. Yeah, all of her dogs, everyone's rowdy tonight. The Diamondbacks won. There was some yelling tonight. Diamondbacks. So. I was asked to shout out the Diamondbacks, and that was before they won. We went to Trident for half the game, and I was like, oh, I'm hungry. Let's go to Trident. And then I realized that there would probably be Diamondback fans, and I don't think Shelby realized that everyone in there was a Diamondback fan. So as we're sitting down, the Diamondbacks got a hit, and the whole place screamed. Over and one hit. Shelby and my two daughters jumped 10 feet in the air. That's I knew awesome. that there were fans there. I screamed, go, bitch, go at one point. Yep, Shelby in the middle of <laughs> Trident, babies everywhere. Uh, there wasn't screamed, babies everywhere. newborn babies everywhere screamed, go, bitch, go. And there Brielle were zero was, babies. Brielle was in shock. And then Aurora, my oldest one, said, oh, my God, I just realized you've never been to a game with mom. So Brielle has no idea what's coming towards her. Pretty much. Uh, yay. I'm excited to... Have Brielle get used to mommy be crazy. Yes. Anyway. Uh, Palm Springs is a month away. Palm Shelby. Springs. Less than a month Thanksgiving. away Thanksgiving. I'm thrilled I'm, we're not cooking this year. It's Less great. Than a, we're going to a restaurant in Palm Springs for Thanksgiving. I found one. 
you want to just tell everyone? Well, if you need to you... know, just ask me. Send me any because I looked up. There's there's very few restaurants, and I'm not cheap at all. Palm Springs, Palm I've been Springs there a lot. Expensive. Uh, Palm Springs is super duper expensive. So it took a little bit of of time to find a meal that wouldn't cost us four hundred dollars when my daughters are going to eat one piece of turkey and say they're done. So yeah, but your daughters, not my daughters. No, your daughters. Not. Right. Anyway, um, as usual, we are here earlier in the week of game week to talk about Arizona football a little bit. We've had some press conferences uh, from the coaches and players last couple of days. You know, a couple things, a little bit short and sweet. Um, what's the latest with Jed Fish and Arizona's quarterbacks? I'm glad you asked, Shelby. I know. So... Uh, at the point of this recording, Arizona's held three practices, Sunday, Monday, I think they held one Monday, uh, and then today, Tuesday, um, sources indicate that, and, and really I don't need sources, uh, but sources indicate it is very likely something would have to change dramatically in the next few days for it to not be Noah Fafita. Fafita! And Jed Fish was asked about it in the press conference, and for the first time, Really, since Jaden got hurt, uh, Jed completely backed off uh, the idea that Jaden would be the starter. Basically, said we're going to go with whatever quarterback gives us the best chance to win. They're both going to practice this week. Why would I tell you uh, before Saturday, basically? Um, so, and there's really no reason to. I, I didn't think he would name one. I don't think he'll name one Thursday either. Although the reality is him naming one Thursday wouldn't do anything. And he will very clearly know who his starting quarterback is. By Thursday, he already knows, but um, I think it's the right decision. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, you know, I, I know that Jed put a lot into um, Jaden DeLora. You, you know, it's it's like, uh, you know, Mike Luke and I were talking today, and he's like, why was Tommy so loyal to, to Kirk Creesa? And I said, well, it's very similar to quarterbacks in the NFL, college point guards as well. You put a lot of work into that one position. It's a, it's a that, huge relationship. And that, that is the extension of the coach. It is a very important, uh, vital, you know, relationship and all that. And so I'm sure that Jed basically was saying to himself, I, I don't want to give up on Jaden Delore. Because I've said this before, barring injury, if you make this decision beyond injury, let's say Jaden Delore is healthy, Noah Fafita is healthy, and you go Noah Fafita, that barring another injury, Jaden Delora's career at Arizona is done. All those dreams, all those plans. Wow, G-Show. I'm just saying there's a lot of, of effort and time. Yeah. And, and it's hard to let that go when you've built that relationship with that person. So I'm sure Jed wanted to give Jaden every possible shot at, you know, being the starting quarterback. And uh, at the end of the day, Noah was really, really good. And the, you know... I actually think that had Noah not played well against Washington State, that there was a real shot that Jaden could have been starter again, and the argument would have been like, look, I love Noah. He's played well and all that, but at the end of the day, we're 0-3 with him at starting quarterback and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But then Noah goes on the road and leads a 44-6 to trouncing of Washington State, and that's, that's it. Your decision is made for you at that point. Um, Jed could easily say, like, look, Noah just performed great against three ranked teams, um, so on and uh, so forth. So I think at the end of the day, while it's it's probably more of a difficult decision than people 
Arizona fans realize. I mean, I, I fully understand that Arizona fans are all aboard the Noah Fafita train as, as well they should be. Um, but I think it was probably a much more difficult decision by Jed Fish um, than people think because of that relationship and the realization that really, like, remember, guys, like, Arizona was in a, a bad place the first year with quarterbacks. We remember that whole deal. Ugh. Got Jaden Delora to come to Arizona and improve, you know, by four wins or whatever it was. And, um, you know, he didn't have to transfer. He didn't <clears throat> have to choose Arizona. And uh, his role should be something that, that isn't ignored long term. And, again, like, it's, it's pretty much, barring another injury, the end of his career at Arizona. It's very poignant. Kind of sad, actually. But, you know, onwards and upwards. That just means we're getting good players. Bianca's and... licking the iPad and just fell asleep on it. So. Mm, okay. Sorry. Yep. We're just going to do dog updates the whole time. Yes. Okay. Now, what happens if Noah Lee... I don't know. As long as it's like Noah leaves for a couple series and then Jaden comes in and plays really well. I don't, I don't know. It starts to get weird. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, the other way. As long as if you put Jaden back in and the ankle flares up. And then he, he, so it's, mm. you know. Didn't you say that if Jaden doesn't play again, he could technically redshirt? I believe he's over the four-game limit because of the knee, believe it or not, because of the knee that he took oh, to get the four games. I'm sure you could easily appeal that and win. Um, but, yeah, like if a redshirt is in mind, then he won't play again the rest of the year. Hmm. Okay. Um, well, what about the other injuries? It sounds like Arizona is completely healthy, except for one injury. Um, we'll get to that in a second. Michael Wiley definitely seems healthy. Jedfish did not mention him at all when discussing injuries. Um, I'm starting with him because that's another thing. I'm like, I'm, I'm really curious to see what role Wiley has. Jaden Delora is a very polarizing prospect for Arizona. You either like him or you don't like him. There's no in between. You're not like, oh, whatever. Um, Michael Wiley, you're, you're, something's wrong with you if you dislike Michael Wiley. Michael Wiley's awesome. Like he, he went through uh, the really bad times and stayed. Great kid. Does everything. Everyone asks of him. The coaching staff absolutely loves him. Michael Wiley is the coolest. The issue for Michael Wiley is that the guy behind him... Uh, is also super cool. Yeah, like... Uh, and I saw today Arizona Post that he's number one running back in the country, according to PFF. Jeez. Uh, his ratings are always really good. Who he we, is. Who are we speaking of? Jonah Coleman. There sorry. We um, obviously a complete stud. So what do you do? Like Michael Wiley didn't do anything. He came back. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. say you know what you're number two back like we're going to start you but at the end of the day you're number two back um do you run the ball more then you have speedy luke who all of a sudden had a good game against washington state 
you have DJ Williams. Like, we could theoretically see a game against Oregon State where, like, Jonah has 12 to 15 carries, Wiley has 10, DJ Williams has 8, and Speedy Luke has 8. Like, but then again, that, that depends on the score um, and the strategy that Arizona goes with. But uh, Michael Wiley is healthy, it appears. Um, most of the team is healthy except Raymond Polito. Um, at first, Jedfish said that uh, they would know more about Polito in the next few days. And then later on, he basically said, I would be very surprised if Polito plays uh, this weekend. So if Polito doesn't play this weekend, what you do is you get into the, the red shirt area, right? And so the thing that Jed said is if he's, if he's healthy, he's playing, right? He's only played one quarter the whole year. So you have five games and you can play him three games. You can't play him that fourth game, right? Um, what I forgot is that the postseason now, Shelby, doesn't count for red shirts because of the transfer portal and all that. Um, so you could actually play and that doesn't go against your your limit so really you're getting a four game window um and so he would really have to sit out uh only one of those games so he would be able to play three of the last four years uh sorry three of the last four games of arizona makes a bowl four out of the last five it it definitely feels like he's gonna redshirt i mean it makes the most sense you can still play him in three games the rest of the year you know it maybe you sit him against uh you know, whoever, like a team like Utah, whose defense is awesome or something like that, or, or figure it out or, or just sit them this weekend next. And I, I don't know, but, um, you know, it, it's a situation where uh, it just, it's best for the kid and it's best for the team if he redshirts because you're, you're kind of extending his eligibility. Why would you waste a redshirt by one game? Yeah, it's kind of silly. Um, okay, well, Jed Fish has said Oregon State is a unique matchup. Besides the fact that they're beavers, why is that? What? What? They're actual beavers. They're very Arizona by forty. Arizona by forty nine. Yeah. So the reason it's unique, Shelby, I'm glad you asked. Really good question, buddy. Thanks, babe. Is um, (laughs) good lord. Uh, The reason that they're unique is because Arizona played USC, who's pass heavy. Um, Washington is pass heavy. Washington State is pass heavy. Uh, Oregon State does not really go under shotgun. They're not a spread you out. They will play power. They will use a fullback. Um, their receivers are 5'8". They have a badass tight end. 16 catches for Jack Vessling on the season, Shelby. Mm. 16 the whole year. Seven of them are touchdowns. Dang. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Um, DJ Uigalele, you know, that's not new in the sense that Arizona's gone against good quarterbacks, but it seems like every week. Um, you know, defensively, uh, probably similar to what Arizona has seen, um, but again, very sound. Usually this season they've struggled a little bit, but um, they run a a power offense. You know, they they almost remind me of what Stanford used to look like, where you line up and you say we're bigger and more physical. Jim Mahalchak, my guy, is their offensive line coach. Used to be at Arizona. Love that guy. Super nice. Super good dude. Um, but yeah, I mean they're unique, especially when you compare them. Like UCLA will be different. You know, Colorado will be completely different, uh, you know, and so you time to take a look and, and Oregon State and Utah and old time Stanford are kind of what this brings to mind. It's you don't see many power teams. Uh, I think UTEP is the only other power team that Arizona faces year. And Oregon State does what UTEP wants to do a lot better, though. Hmm. So. OK, interesting. 
Um, well, who are some young players that are standing out in practice? So Jeb was asked if there was a guy that could take a jump like Jacob Manu, where you go to scout team to starting during the season. And Jed, uh, very honestly, said no. There's not. There's not. Uh, but, and, and part of that is, again, it's the depth and it's the jump. Um, because he said, look, a, a lot of, like, because of their depth, the scout guys can play at, at times, right? Um, you know, and, you know, you have the younger guys also getting playing time. Like Raymond Polito, when he's healthy, isn't going to be a scout guy. You know, like, it, and so there's other guys that aren't necessarily Genesis Smith, you know, et cetera. So, um there's multiple guys, but the, the first guy I want to start with, uh, I'm going to start with because Brendan Carroll also mentioned him. Um, he was asked a similar question, and, and he mentioned one guy. And the guy, and he said that this player uh, has a chip on his shoulder at this point in the season. And I don't think he'll be ready to play yet, uh, but Leviticus Sua supposedly has made a very big jump from the beginning of the season to now. Brendan Carroll mentioned it. Jed Fish has mentioned it. I've heard it elsewhere. Um, something kind of clicked for him. The problem, again, for him is you take a look at the depth, even though something's clicked, he's not playing over Hamuli, he's not playing over Flo, and he's not playing over Manu. Oh, yeah. Special shout-out. Happy birthday, Justin Flo. Okay, that's a good shout It was yesterday. All right. Um, but he's made a good jump. And then you take a look at other guys, like Malachi Riley is good, but he's just not – there's just not enough room at wide receiver. Tay Brown has got in at times. Uh Camu has gotten in at times. You know, there's those are the guys. There's also another player that multiple people have told me about, Dorian Thomas at tight end. Um, you know, Jordan Papau said in the offseason that Thomas could do things that no tight end, uh, could do things athletically that no tight end he's ever coached could do. Um, and then Jed Fish said he's going to be special. Um, and then, you know, Dominic Alessio was another guy. Um, so those are the guys that, you know, they, they kind of want to develop. But Leviticus Sua stood out mostly because two different coaches mentioned him. And I also wanted to shout out Dorian Thomas at tight end because he's the guy that the coaching staff Dorian! absolutely uh, believes is going to be really good. And also, I love tight end, so I can't wait to see him. It's going to be awesome. You can't wait to see tight end, Shelby? I can't wait to see Dorian playing there in that go. position of tight end. I appreciate it. Which is the best position. Okay. On the field all the time. Okay. Anyway. Right. Um, <laughs> in, the, in the immortal words right. of Rob Gronkowski. By the way. Yo soy fiesta. I don't know if we talk. I don't think we. We haven't had a podcast. Since. We haven't had a podcast in a while. Yeah. So Gronk uh, is the host of the LA Bowl and basically straight up said my goal is to get Arizona. My goal is to sh- shamelessly plug the University I of Arizona. I think that's Arizona versus Mountain West. So it would be like Arizona versus Wyoming. Oh, good. Okay. Arizona's at a level, believe it or not. Like I was looking at bowl projections and, and I'm very paranoid about this. Like, Shelby will speak up and Please like, not El Paso. No, forget. I just want Arizona to make a bowl. Make I don't, a bowl. I don't like this talking shit, but Arizona still needs two wins, guys. Yeah. Um, if Arizona beats Oregon State, we'll talk about it. But uh, if Arizona loses, they still need two wins. When Utah, Arizona beats the Beavers. Yeah, Arizona Jason. needs one to win one of the next two games. or Otherwise, you're getting a little, a little scary with the Bulls. Because if they win... You know, then let's say they beat... You want a manageable bowl. Well, no, it's not that. It's let's say you, you win one of the next two. Well, all of a sudden, you need one win out of uh, Colorado, Utah, and ASU. You should be able to get one win out of that. Needing two wins out of that, you're getting a little hairy, right? It's a little scary. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
Uh, from what I gathered with the bowl productions, like I saw one, I think it was El Paso, your favorite place, against Virginia Tech and Arizona. Was, Arizona would kill Virginia Tech. I think the Action Network said they'd be favored by a touchdown. Um, I haven't seen one bowl projection with a team that Arizona would lose to. Oh, that's good. So you just jinxed us. Thank you, babe. Uh, the one You just Cody James Martin does. UCF and Shreveport. 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 Problem with that bowl is that's the same day it's as... It's in Shreveport. Uh, I believe that and the LA Bowl are the same day as Arizona versus Purdue in basketball. Ooh. Ooh, that's hard. Well, let's hope for, you know, LA Bowl. That would be a little easier. Because we just travel... To follow Arizona at this point for the holidays. The the LA Bowl would be cool because it's in SoFi. Okay. So I could see that that stadium is supposed to be remarkable. Hmm. You're remarkable. And Thanks, then Sam. Sean McVay would come out and him and Jed would hang out. And, and then you'd all have, these recruits would see and then Jed with Sean Gronk, McVay. And then Arizona would go practice at Modern Day or something like that. And blah, blah, Just blah. Just really cool. You're really cool. Um, too bad Arizona doesn't develop players, though. What? What? Oh anyway, did Johnny Nansen tip his hand off? Wait, tip his hand? <laughs> I can't yeah, read. <laughs> he, had a, he had an accident. He tipped his hand off. Um, I can't read. I got I'm you, Shelby. Sorry. Shelby wants to know, did Johnny Nansen tip his hand at all with Arizona's defensive scheme? Really good question, Shelby. I'm glad you made it through. Thank you. You are a beacon of light and a hall to of To be darkness. fair, I had three events in the last week. Uh, to be fair, I had a beer an hour ago. I went. What? Yeah, I had a beer. I tried One it. whole beer, Jason? Anyone that knows me, I think, were you surprised I got a beer? I was shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I don't drink beer. We were drinking beer and watching baseball. Like, I don't drink what's beer. What's happening right now? Um, yeah, so clearly, um, you know, Oregon State runs more than they pass. I mean, it's not a crazy margin, but they run... More than they pass, they'll use multiple tight ends, they'll use a fullback. So naturally, Johnny Nansen said, look, clearly we're going to probably have two guys that are close uh, to the line, right? Um, Justin Flo, your boy, your man, he's absolutely going to play. Um, Dalton Johnson has been very good against the run. Um, He's going to attack the run as opposed to sitting back like he has against Washington USC. He's been 20 yards, you know, behind the line of scrimmage. Um, Oregon State, it it's not uh, going to be like that. But, yeah, I mean, they're not going to give everything away. I wouldn't be surprised if they actually brought in another linebacker slash defensive lineman, you know, to kind of shake things up and give a different look, which they've done in the past against run-heavy teams. But um, this the, the dollar package will not be used. Unless it's like third and 16, it won't be used. This is just not the game. If Oregon State is throwing it all over the field, that means they probably lost or they're down. Which is great. Yeah, it's just not their game. All right. Well, we made it to the end of the questions. Early week football. Shelby's going to bed now. I can tell. I'm not going to bed. You're going to play Assassin's Creed. and I know, love the new Assassin's Creed. Jason is, is getting into it. I like to kill. Shelby gets mad at me. I just kill everyone. So here's the thing. She'll be like, hi. to be like, why hi so when I can kill? I can, I'm like, I'm kind of like <laughs> watching him play and I'm kind of messing around, like working on some stuff. And it's like, just go around all those guards. Like just stealthily be an said, assassin and just don't engage every guard in this whole area. No, 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 no. And he literally <laughs> will just kill a civilian on accident and then he, he all the guards are on him. No, it's no, no, ridiculous. No, 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 no. no. no, no, no. 
I don't. Well, no, yes, I, that's what happens. I, I, it's not an accident. I get mad when I don't pickpocket them correctly, and so I murder them. Okay, I see. Also, for context, if you've never played Assassin's Creed, it is a game about assassins. So that's why we're talking about all this. Right? Yeah, but I, I do. I why go around when you can go through? And that's Arizona football's motto, Shelby. I guess so. Why go around when you could go through? Everyone, bear down. Justin Flo's motto. What? Shelby, calm down. What? I'm just saying. Say that's goodbye. something just he say would goodbye say. Goodbye, everyone. Good night and bear down. Justin Flo. Also, shout out to Kevin Ginkle. Ginkle! Former Arizona Wildcat who's now in the World Series. We just bought tickets. Uh, no, we, we didn't. Did? We looked. It was like, like $350 for the nosebleeds. Yeah, we don't do that. But we will gladly watch the Ginks on TV. The Ginks, oh my God. <laughs> the wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to the Shy? Opportunity. A new rain is coming to the South Side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes now streaming. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with the Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. The subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply.